Football on a bunch of college football, and then we got National Cinema Day on Saturday. But then, then this weekend, they decided to to wrap together doing Labor Day weekend two wrestling shows, and uh, yeah, it's a lot. But when there are wrestling shows, that means we have to get the round table together and talk about it all. So this is the wrestling round table, and you can find it over at foxphlgambler.com as always, podcasted and. Sometimes over on the line change as well on Fridays, but busy this Friday. So instead, this is a podcast, everything you need, and we take a look at the pools to figure out what we can and cannot kind of, uh, you know, put some stakes on this weekend's event. So joining me as always, Jason Vanelli of Cheesesteaks and Controllers, also... Nick Bacone and Vaughn Johnson of Shooters Radio Podcast. It is an excellent podcast that I have not joined yet because I am busy as heck and I really need to as well because Nick and Vaughn are excellent on the pod. So Shooters Radio, check that out as well. Uh, But guys, it is a busy, busy weekend. So I I guess let's start with, with kind of coming into this weekend. I feel like one wrestling company, WWE, has been starting to get some positive things about them and AEW kind of feels lost at this point. So coming into the weekend, your thoughts on the two shows. Uh, I'll start with you, Nick, because I'll be honest with you. Like, If we were talking about a couple months ago, I'm pretty sure we would have all said, oh, we're excited for AEW, you know, this WWE show. Who cares about it? But, you know, I, I feel the opposite way at this point. Yeah, I mean, we kind of figured, uh, you know, when CM Punk returned that, it would be him and John Moxley at the pay-per-view, and it's just the way they went about it. That's kind of like not AEW style, almost. You know, a thrown together main event uh, with two weeks build, three weeks build, maybe max. Um, you know, we're so used to AEW building up everything for their pay-per-views. So by now, you know, a week or two before we know what to expect, pretty much the whole card's filled out. So this is like a little different. You know, you, you have that main event. Angle with John Moxley and Sam Punk uh, this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Uh, I mean, their pay per view was Sunday, so it's a little. It's just not AEW style, and I think that's why some people are kind of like, "Man, what's going on?" Because this isn't what we expect. And at the same time, you have people thinking, "Well, if they decided to go with that shorter build, they couldn't have done a better job either." Uh, You know, passionate promos. CM Punk doubting himself, uh, John Moxley is being like, hey, I'm better than everybody. Um, it really kind of, you know, I, they could do a lot worse uh, with the short build. So I'll give them that, but uh, I do think it's kind of hokey the way that went, uh, you know, telling the story CM Punk came back too soon, hurt his foot, and now he's okay to it's, wrestle. It's very WWE-esque. It, it's very yeah, WWE it's, under Vince McMahon-like. Yeah, the right? pro wrestling storyline doesn't make sense 
the way that AEW likes selling these stories. So um, I think that turns some people off. And me, I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't think it's a good storyline at all based on the way it's been built. But I know the match is probably going to be awesome. The crowd's going to be hot for it. So that's kind of what I have to wait for. I, if the build's not you know, up to what I like doing, like following and being like, oh, this makes sense, makes me want to watch it. I just know the match is going to deliver anyway. So at least there's that in the back of my head. But, uh, you know, obviously Clash of the Castle with WWE has been built a lot better. Um, don't know if it'll be a better show, but like you said, it's been a better product on television as of late. So I'm not uh, entirely sure what, you know, people will be easy to point to, oh, AEW's going to have the better show this weekend, and I think now it's a lot closer than it was, you know, a month or two ago. Vaughn, um, WWE, Triple H coming in, and there was an interview. I haven't gotten to be able to check it out yet. He did with uh, Ariel Hawani uh, for BT Sports, and it was really good. And some of the clips I did see, uh, there was a lot of interesting stuff. It just, to me, I don't know about you, Vaughn, but to me, it's just everything about WWE seems uh, more intriguing at this point. Uh, I think both are pretty intriguing. I mean, for very different reasons, though. I mean, WWE yep. is all on, well, on screen and some off screen because you're seeing this, the stuff that's happening off screen affect the product on screen. And the fact that Triple H is now in control and uh, they have a, a different creative vision from the one that we've been witnessing for the last 30 plus years under Vince McMahon. So between the build for the, the, the main event uh, with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, the Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle build, which was has been up and down for, sometimes, and got red hot again Monday with that, yeah, that it sit did. down Monday segment was, was great, which yeah. was wild. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it should be a, hopefully it's a lesson to like AEW. It's like there's a reason why everybody's talking about that because not everybody just curses in every segment like they do in AEW. Like it's not a special when you do it all the time, but when you do it once or every now and then, it, it's a big deal. It's a uh, this. Hold up. I unplugged my mic by accident. Botchamania! <laughs> <laughs> so so it's all echoing now. That is fantastic. Vaughn, Vaughn, very passionate about. Uh, about this, yeah. this WWE He's walking around his room just pacing and then right that's what I'm imagining that's yeah, exactly yeah, what's yeah. happening not not me sitting at my desk and my foot just kicking out my microphone cord no you know? no that's that's no 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 that's too simple you wouldn't do that but as I was saying <laughs> well I messed myself up uh, I'm intrigued by it all though uh, I'm even intrigued by the drama that's going on in AEW with the whole mess situation with CM Punk and others and you know him suddenly getting this title match out of nowhere you know a week after losing the title and they're throwing it all together the last minute and Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston stuff's going on and that match was on for all out now it's not happening at all out it's just a whole lots of stuff going on but they got a chance to really salvage it Sunday with all out like all out could knock it out of the water and all of a sudden we kind of not think about as much the the drama that's going on backstage but yeah, I'm enjoying it all right now. WWE is entertaining as it's been in a long time. And AEW, with the real-life drama bleeding over on screen sometimes, is still at least very intriguing uh, heading into this weekend. Yeah, Jason, what do you make of all the the behind-the-scenes stuff for AEW? Because I will admit, for like the last... 
three to four years, probably the last five years, I feel like the behind-the-scenes stuff at WWE is much more interesting than the on-screen because the on-screen was kind of bland, but all the 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 drama we were getting of it, you know, it, it somewhat is interesting and fun, and it seems like AEW is going through a bit of that right now. Usually we just talk about the show themselves. It's a simple wrestling show, but there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. Uh, what do you make of, of all of that? I th- I wonder how much experimentation they're doing as far as what's kayfabe and what's not. The lines are definitely blurred, right? We don't know who's at, well, with one exception, we don't know who's actually mad at each other or who's just, you know, messing around. We've, we've heard that CM Punk wasn't happy. We've recently heard that Malachi Black and Miro weren't happy. Obviously, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara don't like each other. So, uh, and there's always the specter of MJF kind of hovering over AEW, right? We don't know when he's ever going to show his head again. Now, if some of these, if all of them end up being a work, it's overkill, right? If, if, they, if they go through all these, like, oh, this backstage drama is all just a work, then nobody will believe anything that ever happens backstage ever again. Nobody will ever believe, believe a dirt sheet about AEW ever again because you'll never know what's real and what's not. But um, I do think that there's, like, a level of intrigue there as far as backstage is concerned, but I feel like what makes the major difference between the two right now is the AEW backstage news is drama, right? Kingston and Guevara, wrestlers being unhappy, what have you. The backstage news from WWE is returns or creative decisions or things that are that were once at the whims of the crazy old man are not at those whims anymore. Like... A guy getting his first name back is exciting. That which shouldn't be, but it is. That's the bar. Right, WWE saying the word wrestling set. is like, right. oh my gosh. Things WWE like that. tweeted that out with the Twitter trend that was happening. Like the one word things of like a simple, uh, I guess, like a description of what they do or, you know, whatever it is. But like it was going around, like CNN put like breaking news and it was all, and WWE put wrestling and everybody went, oh my gosh, they did it again. <laughs> they said it on the main account, wrestling. And it, yeah, everybody freaked out over it. Inquire did Philly, by the way. We did. Yes, I said that was the first one I saw. That the Inquire was the first one. I was like, okay, what's happening here? (laughs) What is this? A lot of a lot of thinking, a lot of thought to put that together (laughs) with that one word. That took a lot. Don't 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 get it twisted. That one word, like a think tank. We had four people brainstorming words. And Philly was the winner. I could just imagine like a group of people. Like, what do we tweet? And somebody just says, Philly. Yeah, like, like almost like Nick Bacone putting out the Philly Philly tweet of Doug Peterson <laughs> with Nick Foles. I feel like that was the group of Inquire yeah, going, Philly? Let's <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Pretty much. I had uh, wacky yeah, Jason, ideas. I had wacky Jason, ideas. <laughs> Jason, to your point, uh, yeah, man. It's 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 kind of the, like, it's it's all new again, kind of. Yeah, it's, 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 there's a layer of optimism there in WWE, which I think is making it, more interesting and more exciting so that's why somebody might be anticipating clash over all out i think we're due for a absolutely banger of a weekend of wrestling in general i think clash is gonna you know come out and come up show up and show out let's say in cardiff tomorrow i think that worlds collide is going to do the same on sunday the two nxts and then all out's going to cap off a weekend with a lot of wrestling. That, I think, is the one caveat to All Out that may bring it a notch down. Right. What always say, seems like it saves AEW is just wrestling's usually pretty good. 
Right. right, but and I think it will be good this time too. I just think this yeah. time we're looking at a five to six hour show and maybe some burnout after the whole weekend. Five to six hour show, excuse me. Yeah, it's like eleven, twelve matches, right? During so during Labor Day weekend, you're going to give me a five to six hour show? What the I'm heck's not going doing on that. here? <laughs> no way! I'll have to like split that up. I have off Sunday and Monday, so like I might split it up. But whoa! I mean, there are some really good matches in the card, so uh, I I'm excited for it. It's just I will admit my attentions gone and i guess it's because of what jason was saying my attention has gone directly to wwe because now it has that feeling again of what are they going to do tonight like what 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 is tonight triple h putting together that's going to you know have me freaking out and you know get me to pop all over again i'm excited for that and it hasn't i haven't been that way in a long time probably yeah, you know, AEW had a bit of that when they first got started of like, oh my gosh, this person's here or, you know, some some really exciting matches that they put on. It was it felt new, it felt refreshing, and WWE's kind of like kind of stealing from their game a little bit, if you know what I mean. Like the this isn't like a styles clash, no pun intended. But this isn't like a styles clash anymore. It felt like you like WWE for the over the top WWE things it does. And if you just wanted to see some good wrestling, you know, AEW was the one. And I feel like now with WWE, they're kind of getting back to that roots of it's just, you know, wrestling and yes, they will have some WWE storylines um and that that are very WWE like and Vince McMahon like. But overall, it, it I think it's just kind of simplified to hey, winners, you know, when they win, they get title shots, and you know, it's it's what a about crazy wrestling. concept. I, I know it is, and it's just it, like it's it simplified so much that all of a sudden, you know, it, to to maybe go in a in a football term, it isn't like you're getting this. You know, WWE felt like it was trying for this flashiness, you know, like a like an air raid offense in college football, and it was being all over the place while AEW was sticking to its roots. It felt like it was a pro-style offense, you know, sticking to the simple and doing things right. And I feel like WWE is kind of getting to that a little bit. And so they're kind of bleeding into each other what these shows are like. And I'm not saying it, it makes people pick one or the other. I'm just saying for me at least, like I don't know how much of a difference we're getting between the two. Um, if that makes sense. And if anybody wants to tell me I'm stupid well, or wrong for that. I think time will tell with that, too. I mean, we still got more time to see what Triple H can cook up as far as creative. So we kind of seen what AEW wants to do in a lot of ways. They've been around for three years. The booker is Tony Khan. We know what kind of. Did you say three years? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Look- good Lord. I was good at the first show size. in D.C. And you're telling me that was like three years ago? Yeah, pre-pandemic. What are you, crazy stuff, right? But oh, like. God. We got a pretty good sample size of what AEW wants to do. We got a pretty good sample size of what Triple H wants to do, too, yeah. uh, with NXT. But it's going to be different because this is the main roster now. And there's more television time to fill. And there's bigger names. And there's bigger <laughs> venues to fill than uh, the Barclays Center or something like that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but I'm in, like I said earlier, I'm intrigued by it all. I think it's a good time to be a fan of either yeah. one of these promotions. Um, on screen, off screen, it's just a lot of interesting stuff happening right now. It's and I and especially for this time of the year where usually it's like oh it's kind of boring in like September and, and it doesn't really pick up until like Survivor Series and maybe ro- the, the Rumble for sure. But for right now, it's usually like eh, you hit or miss. You got football season starting, school starting back up, but now it's like okay, well I gotta watch now. Like what's going to happen here? So that that's what's ex- exciting me about the product on both sides right now. Yeah, it is. And Nick, I do want to get to Clash at the Castle, um, specifically with you, because you are the historian. Like, 
I feel like if, if anybody needs knowledge about pro wrestling, I go to you, and Vaughn and Jason do as well. But, um, and Nick, that that is where I go to for you. What is the significance of WWE kind of being overseas there out in Europe for a uh, big pay-per-view like this? Eh, not much. Really? Nah, just going uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's been like what thirty Dude, years. I set that it. all up of like this is a big deal. Nick, tell us all about it. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> and it's just another show. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole reason they had SummerSlam '92 in England was, you know, their Europe, European tour. We just talked about it on the Straight Shooters. Vaughn uh, laid it out. Like the whole, it was between London, England, and Washington D.C. And Vince, three months. Before SummerSlam, made made the call that they were going to go to London because their European tour did so well, uh, and, and they didn't have Hulk Hogan. So, I mean, that in and of, in of itself was like a huge deal back then. And I remember loving every second of that build and the show itself, the aesthetics, watching it live. Well, not live, watching it two days later um, when it aired on pay per view. Just, I was like, man, this is larger. This really is larger than life. It was my maybe third year into, into wrestling and uh you know we already had wrestlemania 6 which i i watched on you know a few months after it happened but you know wrestlemania 8 was in a dome it's like these large venues are what drew me even cl like more of a wrestling fan regardless of what was happening inside the ring i just love the way it looked uh I hope we we feel some of the similar things at Clash of the Castle that we did at SummerSlam '92 because that's really the only thing we can compare it to at this point. Uh, you know, any of the UK shows they've done over the years have not been televised. We haven't been able to see it, and I don't even think they've been in a stadium since uh, you know Wembley Stadium in '92. So, I think you know, hopefully, it could be an annual thing, but I don't know if they will uh, hitch their wagon to that you know, the way they do WrestleMania now. It's, Two nights and now SummerSlam seems to be in, in stadiums every, every year going forward, which I love, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if they'll wait another 30 years to go back to the UK for, for a, a show like this, but um, Jeez. really, I hope, we they, I hope they really Mania. dive into I the I don't think they will. The trumpets, <laughs> the, the way they did in SummerSlam 92, I was a big mark for that. The Roddy Piper coming out, playing the bagpipes. I, I want to see <laughs> like, the opening promo when they pitted you know friend against friend saying mr perfect will be on the ultimate warrior side and uh no he'll be on the side of macho man randy savage you idiot uh <laughs> stuff like that like i, I want to see more of that and Vaughn, you WWE were just about to say back something sooner okay. than 30 years yeah i think i don't think it'll take them 30 years to go back because they they probably and they're airing this live too on a saturday at one o'clock which is not a peak time for wwe to be airing a pay-per-view but they're going to do it. They're doing it now. I feel like they're going to do it again, especially if this show is a big hit, which I, I'm i sure they sold a lot of tickets. We're going to be watching. They got the, this big title match on the show. So I'd imagine it will be a success for them. And, yeah, if, they, if, they're, if they're going to do it one time, you know, like you said, back in 92, they, they, they shot it, but they didn't air here for, like, another couple days. But well, they're going to air this one live because they got their own premium network, you know, their own, uh, not really their own network, but it's on Peacock as a premium live event on Peacock. Peacock will be like, yes, live content, you can do it whenever you want, especially on a Saturday when college football is happening. We can use some content, too. Uh, nobody's going to be watching Peacock at that point. So, yeah, good job on all fronts from that. But, yeah, I think that this will probably be a thing that happens at, le at the very least, sooner than 30 years from now. Yeah, it just feels like a slam dunk, right? The stadium shows always have some juice to it, and it's unfortunate that really the only other stadium shows outside of the regular ones 
um, like Royal Rumble and like WrestleMania has been the Saudi Arabia ones. But, you know, you have a chance to do more of these. And so the fact they can do a stadium show, you know, overseas in Europe, why not do more of these, Chase? Like, I, I think stadium shows, to me, just the look of them and just the feel of them is is so so much greater than just a regular pay-per-view in a regular arena somewhere in the United States. You know, I just feel like this is a slam dunk. Oh, I agree with you 100%. I think if you can fill that stadium, you should absolutely try to. But then the, what you worry about is... Like, where do you go from there? If you all, all of a sudden filling out stadium shows once a month, you don't want your fan base to get sick of the stadium, right? So, Can that happen? I don't know. Yeah. I love I mean, stadium shows. Well, sure. But, but, I mean, I feel like the reason WrestleMania is so big is because it's in a 75, 80,000 seat stadium. If every show is in a stadium like that, WrestleMania kind of loses its uniqueness uh, that level of uniqueness i should say it's still the you know the big event of the year for wwe but it kind of comes down slightly just because every other pay-per-view or premium live event whatever you want to call them is in a stadium now if they are doing one overseas then yes they should be in a stadium every single time they are overseas just like they were in saudi arabia like you said just like they were in australia in october of 2018 if you recall um yes Overseas, make the effort, put it in a stadium. But that being said, maybe you only do a couple a year, maybe one for Europe, one for a different part of the country. I don't really want them to go back to Saudi Arabia, but they are. I mean, I guess there's no getting around that. Um, but I'm I'm okay with unless the live tour takes all of the money from you know, right. WWE and I, I, on that. I agree with Jason, but I understand like you don't want too many stadium shows. But I think. For like the Rumble and SummerSlam, they still make sense. And I guess sure, if you're yeah. business, right. you're like, hey, we could either do fifteen thousand, or we could put forty thousand. We're gonna do forty thousand. <laughs> like, well, yeah, more I, tickets, I, more money. I, but I understand what you're saying. It kind of takes away from the uniqueness that makes WrestleMania what it is. But I will say, WrestleMania now is two nights, and I would imagine that they're gonna have the biggest matches of the year on that show. But I still think. SummerSlam works as a nice summer stadium show like they did this year in Nashville, and they can take that around the country. That was so and, much fun. Yeah, And the Rumble could work too still. So if you do three domestic a, a year and then one or two overseas a year, I'm not, I'm not against that. I love no. that Royal Rumble has been like a baseball stadium show, though. Like, I, I don't know why. That always just feels so unique and different compared to the football stadiums. Obviously, they're, they're a bit smaller in size. Football stadiums, I would say, on average, about seventy to 80,000. When you look at baseball stadiums, they're about forty to 50,000. So, like, it's a little bit smaller of a stadium, but, you know, I, I just the aesthetic of it looks fantastic. So, I what? at least like that with the Rumble. Yeah, I agree. The big four can be in big-time stadiums. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm talking about, like, every single, like, if they bring back vengeance, that doesn't need to be in a stadium. However, I will also say that Royal Rumble being in a baseball stadium, as cool as it is, is also, you know, kind of bad because I am not sitting in Citizens Bank Park in January. That means... Well, never, we're, yeah, we're not getting never, a we're not getting right. a rumble outdoor rumble. <laughs> we can, we can, no, we can never forget about that. <laughs> yeah, it would never. No. It would would, never because it's kind of moved the stadiums. Would Philly ever get a rumble? I'm, we we I'm got sure one. I guess the, we got one in 2018. That was the year right. after they did Houston. I think they did Houston in okay. 20. Oh, San Antonio in 2017, and they brought it here in 2018. So it's possible they'll just figure it out somehow. <laughs> like it's, nah. no I'm just glad deal. they gave us a mania. But I I do. 
I, so the one thing I would I would be interested in is because when WrestleMania is on, that brings everybody not just from the United States. That is the world. Like everybody, you know that that brings together an entire collective of wrestling fans, and that even means overseas as well. Um, I'm I'm wondering if that would be if they could pull off a show similar. You know, have have the big convention surrounding it. Have obviously the indie wrestling around. You know, just create this entire weekend of wrestling. And if they could pull it off separate from WrestleMania, not obviously two week two days of of a show, but like pull off this really big kind of event uh, and have people you know not from that area and people from the United States and from North America kind of flocking over to there and and going to that. I'd be really interested if that would be the case or if that show is just never going to be big enough and WrestleMania is the only thing that can draw that that kind of attention globally. I'd be really interested in that. Uh, because I I think if they can, you know, that would that would at least to me mean you can do a really big show at WrestleMania and that's your and you obviously have SummerSlam and Royal Rumble, but I think in that way, you can create another like huge dynamite show that would attract a, a big audience that you can have a, some big hoopla around and make it another marquee event, you know, just because it's overseas. You know, it's something different, and I, I think it could draw a, a bigger crowd. But we do need to get to it because we have to talk about two shows because All Out is happening this weekend as well. But let, let's get to Clash at the castle. So we'll go over the card. Um, we'll do these somewhat quickly, but the first one is Edge and Rey Mysterio against the Judgment Day. I have no idea. The Judgment Day just, I hate to say loss. It just seems like they keep kind of tinkering around with it more and more. But look, Edge and Rey Mysterio, it makes sense with what's happened between them and the Judgment Day. Uh, so, Vaughn, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? This is easy for me. Uh, Poor Dominic Mysterio is going to get corrupted. He's already kind of upset. They planted that seed on Monday when he was like, hey, you know, why are you teaming with Edge instead of, you know, your son? This is supposed to be a family affair. And Ray was like, no, no, Edge is uh, like nah, family. You're ready, like, son. He, he ain't. Oh, that, ooh, man, that's a different story right there. But <laughs> uh, but he was like, no, he, he's white. He's not part of the family. <laughs> like, this, is, this is La Familia. So. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a gripe there that Dominic has by having Edge team with his dad instead of him. And he's pretty much been corrupted by Rhea Ripley because she pretty much has that man in a trance uh, on Monday as well. Uh, which, I mean, look, that's Rhea Ripley. I wouldn't mind. I don't blame him necessarily. But, um, yeah, so the Judgment Day wins and they corrupt Dominic Mysterio. All right, Nick. Uh, I kind of agree with Vaughn. And, hey, Finn Balor, he's from Ireland. He might get cheered, you know. He might he might not be a heel on uh, the event. So like, why not? You know, he have you're not, and they needed a win. They need a win. So I think it's a perfect time. Yeah, I think I, I'm hoping Clash at the Castle is unlike the Saudi Arabia events, uh, unlike the Super Showdown in Australia, where at, well, I mean, Buddy Murphy won the title there. That was cool. Where actual storylines develop and things happen. You know, hopefully it's not a throwaway show, and I would agree with Vaughn that uh, you know Dominic turns and Finn gets the dub. All right, well, Jason, are we just going three for three here? We sure are. Um, maybe I'll hate Dominic less after this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's all you have to say about it. That is fantastic. Um, can I? Um, I don't know. Like, I want Edge to do something cool. You know. <laughs> I will say, he will. I will say, I will say. Now, they're not going to do it, but Alter Bridge is in Europe right now promoting <laughs> their new album. Just saying that maybe, maybe 
they're nearby and want to you know do something cool. Good uh, job by keeping up with the Alter Bridge touring schedule. Oh, I am a huge <laughs> fan. All right, they're over there promoting the album in Europe. They have a, a fall Europe tour coming, and then they're in the United States at the beginning of next year. So I know the schedule, and uh, I, I, that's why I thought in Orlando they were going to be there. And I think they were scheduled to because they are based in Orlando. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Now I'm nerding out. All right, next, um, I'm going with uh, the Judgment Day. I guess I agree with you guys. You guys make compelling arguments. But we have next, and this is going to be a heavy-hitting matchup, and I'm actually weirdly excited about a Sheamus matchup, and I haven't been that way in a long time because I do not like Sheamus. But Gunther and Sheamus, Jason, uh, that's a lot of man meat just going, and it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough one, I'd say, in the ring there, right? They're going to beat the living crap yeah. out of each other. Yeah. And- we're all going to benefit from it. I am of the mind that, see, this one's tough because, again, Ireland, um, they could do one of those hot shot, hot potato things, give Seamus that moment where he becomes like, he, he gets every belt at least once, he wins it in front of a, quote, hometown crowd, and then loses it like the next Friday on SmackDown, Gunter gets it back or something like that. I, I could see them doing that, but also... Um, I think that kind of diminishes uh, Gunther's Gunther's uh, stock a little bit. So I think it's more beneficial to him to just beat Sheamus in an absolute knockdown dragout brawl. But that's just uh, so I'm picking Gunther. But I can see them going the other way as well. All right, Nick, uh, we got Gunther Sheamus. Just going to be crapping each other, right? Can't forget Sheamus is Triple H's boy, so uh, is I would he really? not be. Is I would he not really? be surprised. Isn't yeah. Gunther Sheamus's boy too, though? I mean, maybe Triple sure, H got a lot of kids, man. He got a lot um, of boys. A lot of boys. And I girls would not be surprised <laughs> if uh, Sheamus wins. But I, my prediction, my official prediction, as we go upstairs, is Gunther. Okay. All right. I I was not expecting some some Seamus love there from you, Nick Bacone, but uh, Vaughn. No, we hate him. Seamus oh. stinks, man. Seamus sucks. Came back from a neck injury. Oh, oh man. I Dude's know. On fire. I know. He's a hard worker and he's great, <laughs> but oh, I'm, what is he? What are you overrating like him? Seamus like is the big show to me, man. Like this guy's just <laughs> come back and done so many different things, and it's he's like yeah, he's like the big show and Natalia, and just throw Seamus in there. It's just. Like they just change him up a little bit all the time, and it never really connects, and it's just stupid. Well, I will say his previous change-ups happened under the Vince McMahon regime, which he had a lot of bad ideas. So we'll see what happens with him moving forward. I'm also a fan of Sheamus, though. Uh, I think Sheamus is really talented. Why? Just, no. His Am I the only one that doesn't like Sheamus? Vince gave him a mohawk one time uh <laughs> then that's that devolved into a tag team with cesaro which was great i love but, how that's the you know, analysis that's, that's really great. good gave him a mohawk. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened that's all, what, what happened that was his character okay let's not like not like he was just a guy who wasn't just a guy with a mohawk now he's just a peaky blinder it's just like this is vince mcmahon but gunter gunter retains yeah i think so too by the way i'm looking at uh Gunther's, uh, you know, pro wrestling career and his ring names. His one name was Big Daddy Walter. Could we go back to like Big Daddy Gunther? I feel like that'd Big be Daddy great. Walter. Like that would be Big, great right now. 
Big Daddy Walter and Big Daddy V as a tag team would have been yeah, amazing. Oh, God, that is that is see that is the fantasy booking of a lifetime, Von Johnson. Oh, dear. That is that is great. <laughs> <laughs> that is great work by you. Uh, all right, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, and as Vaughn said earlier, this is kind of getting crazy. Um, the the Monday show on Monday Night Raw was fantastic between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins with the sit-down interview. Uh, Nick, this match now has some steam to it. Obviously, two pretty good wrestlers, but who do we see win here? It's kind of crazy. We see this this amount of build for a match that hasn't happened yet. You know, like usually we see matches and then the feud kind of ignites from there. Um, so this is one of those different things that WWE's done where uh, we feel like the build up to the match is so it, it, it can almost be like a WrestleMania high card, like upper card WrestleMania match. So uh, looking forward to it. I think Seth Rollins wins and that won't be the only match between these guys. I'm sure they'll have some rematches in the future, but I think Seth gets the first one. Jason. Um, I also think Seth gets a win here um, just because he's done a lot of losing lately. He's looked good in defeat. Um, Cody says hello, but um uh, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Riddle could uh, not. I mean, not that Seth would really be hurt in a loss to Riddle, but I feel like Riddle could bounce back from this just as much. I'm so I'm with you on that, Seth wins. Oh wow, two! I was not expecting that. All right, Vaughn, are we gonna make that one three? No, I disagree. I think oh, yeah, Riddle. Needs, I think Matt Riddle needs this win bad. I think after you get called out like the way he did on Monday, then you lose the next week. Mm, that's fair. You know, like we all saw, it wasn't like this is off air. We all saw what Seth said to him, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? So, and, and and like you said, Seth can take a loss. He's taken a good amount, you know, at least in big matches lately. Um, but you know, they could probably hit a reset button on his whole character moving forward if they want, and and reinvigorate him if they want. But with Riddle, I think Seth is kind of a made man. Matt Riddle is still making his way into that territory, so I think he needs to win on the big stage here. So I'm going Matt Riddle. Yeah, I'm going Matt Riddle too. I think this is set up for you know, and Riddle's you know Riddle's got some some steam behind him with you know all the Randy Orton stuff. You know, I think it'll be good for him to get a win. And yeah, Seth Rollins, look, he's a made man at this point. They can do whatever they want with him, and it's always going to be something that's interesting and something that people want to watch. So uh, I think Matt, Matt Riddle does end up getting the win here. So next we got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka against Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, which is awesome. I can't wait for this one now. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. We saw this uh, team come out during SummerSlam, and since then, they have been like the draw of the show. You know, they they have built entire shows around those three. So I'm really interested in this match, and it also leads me to believe, Vaughn, that I think we're going to see that team end up winning. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Bailey, Eosky, and Dakota Kai will win. I have no idea why they didn't win the tag titles Monday. Uh, that match that was ended. odd. Even yeah. though you know what, it did, it did get people talking a lot. Like that it was like a, a storyline. Yeah, it does. It seemed like a big time discourse over WWE Twitter on that one. It, it so, was odd. It may have that was the first like real odd thing that we've seen under the, under the Triple H it's regime so far. Did Dakota Kai already tweet Triple H? So I, that's where I think it is odd. I agree with you, but I think you know we're still we still have yet to see like the end of okay. what's going on with that. Which we'll, is we'll, we'll see. It should be interesting. That's, I'll, it, I'll, it's like a Triple H uh, thing. I don't know. I, I'll weird. keep uh, the optimism up for now, but I will go again with <laughs> Dakota Kai, Eosky, and Bailey for the win. Nick, 
I'll agree with them. I think they, because they didn't win the titles, they'll get the win here, and then eventually they'll win the tag titles uh, sooner than later. Jason, I feel like you're going the same way too. I am, yes. I would also, however, I would like a situation where Oscar and Io kind of like brawl to the point where maybe they go to the back or they take themselves out of the match because I just want that singles feud on TV. You know what I mean? Like It'd Io be and nice. Asuka feuding for a month or so. Extreme rules, Asuka versus Io. Yes, please. Here in Philadelphia. That would be I was great. about to say, you Thank know, you. Mate, there's a um, there's a little extreme rules coming up. Yeah, man. So that that would be something I would want, but uh ultimately I do think the heels win because what's the point of the faction if they don't? What's the point? Uh, yeah, I agree. Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, they are going to win. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be a squad. I, I think they're going to do it in a very heelish way, and it's going to be fun, and I'm going to enjoy it. Another match I, I kind of enjoy, and I'm glad we're getting Shayna Baszler in the way that she always should have been presented. Yes. Liv Morgan against Shayna Baszler. Now, look, this is a, another MMA fighter, quote-unquote, that Liv Morgan has to go up against. You know, it's, it's interesting that storyline that kind of runs throughout that. Uh, Liv Morgan, the champion here, she won, obviously, after cashing in money in the bank. So I, I think that, that kind of thread is an interesting one in this match. Uh, but, Jason, who do you think ends up winning it? I think they've put a lot of stock into that video on YouTube where Liv Morgan learns MMA from Matt Riddle. Um, they kept mentioning it. They kept so she's saying, gonna pull out some like MMA so move. Yeah, that's she's gonna, gonna be... pull out some not, not a not an MMA move that like submits her, but finds a way to like get one of those right. funky, funky yep. pins. The 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 Kyrie Sane Kirifuna clutch pin. You know what I'm saying? Where where Shayla, Shayna has it in, but then Liv rolls backward and gets her shoulders down and wins that way. That sort of thing. I do think Liv retains here because Liv her. Uh, her title reign, unfortunately, has not been great. So I feel like she needs a actual legitimate win and not whatever that SummerSlam match was. Um, and I think Shayna is a tough enough opponent to do that with, only for maybe Ronda to swoop back in at some point. Um, but I would like to see Liv retain just to add an air of legitimacy to her reign. Yeah, and I, I think you're right about that. And it's not in like defense of it, but I always just feel like... Um, especially with non-established wrestlers. And Liv, Liv's been around for a bit, but she's not as established as like a Roman Reigns is or, you know, uh, some other characters that if they win money in the bank, you know, they're already established and they don't need to kind of figure out who they are in a title run. We already know what that wrestler is, you know, what the character is. With Liv, you know, and a lot of the money in the bank that's, that's new, the winners that are new, you know, it always feels like they have a tougher time because their entire persona was built around they're the money in the bank winner. And when they lose that, now all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, what are they? And so I, I always feel like they kind of get lost a little bit. And we're seeing that with Liv, but look, she can have some defining wins coming up and uh, we could really get Liv Morgan at her best. Uh, Nick, where are we going here? Uh, let's go live. Uh, I don't see Shana being the one to. You, know. you really didn't sound interested in any of that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, why not? It's weird, like yeah, seeing Shana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool that she's almost revamped, but then she just looks like a total nerd talking to Ronda Rousey when Ronda's getting thrown out. Like, I think Ronda's going to eventually be the one to regain the title as a heel. Um, I don't think Shana. Is, you know, I don't think they're going to do that. So I'll go live, uh, you know, winning surprising fashion, which is a roll up or something like that. Maybe cheats to win. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Vaughn, what do you think about this one? 
Uh, I don't care if it doesn't make sense. I want Shayna Baszler to, to win the title. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Shayna Baszler. And if you can maybe give me Shayna versus Ronda down the road, that would be cool too. Zero chance vampire Shayna Baszler comes back. Hell no. Let's leave that in the past. <laughs> no, we don't need that. That's, 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 you see what I'm saying? Like That's what I'm talking about. See, like that nonsense from Vince McMahon. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had Shayna Baszler. She was badass in NXT. And she's it was so simple, finally right? rounding yeah. back into form again. But it took two years. But two years after she bit Becky Lynch in the back of the neck like a, like a vampire. What the hell are we doing here? Legitimately one of the dumbest things in recent modern WWE that I've ever seen. Thank goodness and for many reasons Becky Lynch got pregnant. For multiple right. reasons, obviously. Thank goodness they had a baby. But also, thank goodness we didn't have to see Shayna Baszler biting people for, for weeks on end. It was so bad. Um, all right, let's get to the main event. Now, Nick, if you have the DraftKings pull in front of us, you can do that. I am not able to at the moment. But Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, any chance we get a bit of the, the home cooking here? And that's not going to happen. It's going to be Roman Reigns. It's always going to be Roman Reigns. He's going to hold this title for the next decade. Yeah, I mean, it's always Roman Reigns until he actually loses. I don't, I don't know how we could sit here and pick somebody else. Unfortunately, I wish Drew would win because that would be a hell of a pop the way the Bulldog got 92. And something he deserves, um, too, a pop like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he wins a title in front of nobody, but then winning it again right. in front of you know a crowd that's going to be absolutely electric for it, I would love that. Yeah, and it's not like he's a bad wrestler. Like He's Drew McIntyre. He's, he's like hell a lot better. Is it fair to say, out of ago. all the wrestlers, to maybe benefit from Triple H, like we talked about Baszler, I feel like Drew's benefited the most. From having Triple H, uh, like they're not doing anything sword goofy anymore. He's not <laughs> yeah, walking it's, it's, a not sword, even, right? it's not even just that. Like it's, hey, Billum is just this big tough guy, and he's doing that. You know, I, I feel like it's just it's it's been better. It feels more natural in Triple H's WWE than it did in Vince. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I guess you could go into another chapter of Roman's character and the bloodline uh, without the title, but then again, like we're. It's been so long that we're almost kind of afraid to see what that is because uh, a lot of us like, you know, the angle and the storyline. I'm a big fan of it. I'm not tired of Roman Reigns. <laughs> I know some people are, but I'm not. Uh, I don't want to see it end anytime soon. So uh, I'll go with Roman until he actually loses. I unfortunately agree. Jason. Yeah, it's Roman. It's um, I hate I hate to say it, but I think that the pop you're going to get from that crowd is going to be a, a parade of boos because Drew loses, not the pop of cheers that we would all be hoping for. Now, there maybe what I said about uh, Gunther and Sheamus comes true here, and they give Drew the titles just to you know put them back on Roman on SmackDown, which is also stupid, but you give him that pop. I don't know. I, I am picking Roman. I do think um, until uh, Cody Rhodes' pectoral muscle heals, nobody's beating Roman, to be honest. Vaughn. I'm going to go out on that limb that y'all yes! are too afraid to go out yes, on. Yes, please. I'm going with Drew. It to. just makes too much <laughs> sense. How can you not have Drew win here? I understand it's Roman, and I'm a biggest fan of Roman Reigns than anybody, but you got to have Drew win here in front of his home people, in front of his folks. got to have it. Now... With that said, though, he's going to lose that belt back at Extreme Rules to Roman Reigns <laughs> here in Philly. But in, in Cardiff, you got to do the full circle storytelling of the last time we were here for this big of an event. 
a person, a home country mate, you know, person from the UK won not the title, but a title in the main event. You got to replicate that. You got to reward those fans for waiting for 30 years. Reward those fans who have been, you know, who spend their hard-earned money and sit and pack that stadium over there. Reward them with that big celebration of Drew McIntyre winning. That's the only way you can end the show, in my opinion. If it was me, that's how I would end the show, but I would get that belt back on Roman Reigns as soon as possible <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. And I guess there is a better chance of that happening with, with Triple H, at least running the show but i i i don't know i would love it i we, think it we need so a new fun. wrinkle with roman anyway i think there has to be some t- sort of new wrinkle and him chasing the title for a month getting it back could be something different with roman at least for at least a month or so and yeah. then as 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 even as he as he loses we see start to see cracks in the armor a little bit because he's pretty much impenetrable right now he's un- unstoppable there has to be a crack in the armor somewhere. I think Drew Drew gets him, but he gets it back. But we still see a very paranoid Roman Reigns because he doesn't want to lose it again. That's just how Sammy, I would do it. Does Sami Zayn get involved? What do you think? Ooh, that's a good question. He's the new we, one. Yeah, he's the he's the I new think one here. If Kevin Owens is involved, then Sami Zayn has to get involved. I don't know how you get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn involved in this unless it's like the Usos are running interference. Kevin Owens comes out to help Drew McIntyre. The Usos and the Roman Reigns gang up on Kevin Owens. Sammy has empathy for his, his longtime friend, Kevin Owens, and he joins the good guys. That's how I. That's how you can do it, I guess. Yeah. But Drew has to come away with this belt, at least in Cardiff, Wales. I'm glad. You know what? I, I applaud you, Vaughn Johnson, for sticking your neck out there. Um, I, you know, I... I wouldn't do it. I would just say Roman Reigns, but I, you know what? I applaud it. All right, so that is just part one. Part two coming up next. We're going to talk some all out. It's not going to be five or six hours like the actual show, but we'll talk about the show a little bit. That's coming up next here on the Wrestling Roundtable on Fox Sports The Gambler. For the wrestling roundtable went over Clash at the Castle, and I say it slow because I said Cash at the Classle earlier, so I need to say that one very slowly so I don't mess that up. This one I won't mess up, though, called All Outs happening this weekend as well, September 4th, and a pretty good show that we have, and it's a lot, so we're not going to go over every single one. Uh, but I wanted to pick apart a few of the matches here. First one, this one's slated to go off fourth, uh, maybe the start of the show, but uh, certainly one of the better matches, Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho. Uh, this one has been uh, nicely billed. I like the matchup. Uh, Jason, what do you think about Danielson and Chris Jericho? I think that this will ultimately end up with Daniel Garcia switching from the JAS to the Blackpool Combat Club, being a wrestler and not a sports entertainer, and Danielson getting the win. Now, they have, for the last couple of weeks, shown Garcia costing Jericho like a knee to the face, that sort of thing, like distracting Jericho so that he gets hit. 
so it could be like a big like turnaround like Garcia. I was in on it the whole time sort of thing. I could see that happening. But ultimately, I think Daniel Garcia would be better served in the combat club. So I'm going with that. Ooh, nice. Uh, Nick, are we going with anything uh, fancy like that for this one? Nope. Chris Jericho is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be Chris Jericho. God forbid he, you know, loses to a wrestler. So he basically I think he's going to be all part, of, all part of the show. I, I could totally see <laughs> Garcia being like, I was in it all along. It makes too much sports entertainment sense. So oh my God, yeah, I don't does. think they're done telling that story yet. So I'll go Jericho. Vaughn? I'm going to go Garcia. Oh, no, not Garcia. Brian Danielson. <laughs> Sorry. It's the but Garcia is involved. Garcia beats them both. Who He's involved. Is he on? So like, yeah. that's where I'm I didn't say. <laughs> and like I said, Joe, Jade Cargill or something like that. That's not that far off. But, uh, <laughs> that's true. So Brian Danielson. I'm going with Brian Danielson. I want to go Danielson, too. I still like Brian Danielson. You know. He's Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I like I like Brian Danielson. I think he's uh, I think he's gonna win. I you know what? I'll say it. I don't like Chris Jericho. I'll say it. I can say that. <laughs> I don't right? like him. <laughs> I just don't like him. Like I think he hasn't been interesting for Same. a while. So yeah. I mean, you're not wrong though. He's really out. Like AEW's really outgrown his needs. So yes. I can totally see him back to you know what? That's a very good point. Um, yeah, that's a really good that's point. Fair. I think Nick. Uh, all right, so let's go to the four-way match for the interim AEW Women's I'm sorry, AEW Women's World Championship match. Tony Storm against Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. I don't know why I struggle with that. It's such an easy name to say, but I'm an idiot. Uh, Nick, let's start <laughs> with you Lord. first. Did somebody yeah. scream? Uh, somebody I mean, grab that soundbite? They, <laughs> <laughs> they treat Britt. Britt Baker, like uh, Charlotte Flair, she'll, she'll win, but I'm going to go with Tony Storm here. I think it makes too much sense. Yep, I agree. Vaughn? Yeah, Tony Storm. Is the storm brewing here, Jason? It sure is, but I would just like to point out Sorry, that Sorry, that was a bad, would, that was a bad. I would love to be swerved and have them put it on Jamie Hayter, but I do think Tony Storm's going to win. Yeah, because Hayter has been, um, Hater has been a, a build as a big deal, and it's been fun yeah. to, to kind of watch that organically Hater. grow. I hardly know her. Hey! You, need that you can't, you can't do that after wow. my but bad storm pun. You can't. Wow. You just can't. We We're can't a, keep doing this. We're on a. We, every day we get. We stray further away from God's light, guys. All knows if I uploaded that clip. Put him, oh. I would have pressed it. I'm going storm. Moving on, please. <laughs> the elite. We don't know who their finals competition or finals opponent is going to be, but who do you think it is between the Dark Order and. Best friends. Who do we got? I'll start with Vaughn. Um, Dark Order. Nice. No, because, yeah, yeah, okay. That's easy, I guess. Right, Jason? Is that easy? Now that, now that Hangman is fighting for Dark Order after yeah. Wednesday night, yes. Um, after that, uh, who, who wins there? Um... Honestly, we have been talking, uh, or uh, people, AEW followers have been saying for a while that the Dark Order seems to be spinning their wheels as of late, directionless, what have you. Uh, as of uh, late? As, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's still as of late. Uh, but And also, too, they kind of set up like the first championship feud on Wednesday night with Andrade beating the crap out of uh, Evil Uno and Ten. So 
Dark Order wins. They free bird rule it, so anybody in the Dark Order can defend it at any given time. Their first feud is against Andrade, Roosh, and uh, Dragon Lee. Why not? Nick? Uh, the Elite. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be the Elite. Why are we? What, what are we? I know. What are we doing here? I love like, Nick's honestly. Bl- just blunt answers. Like we're trying I mean, to honestly, spin think, this in a million different I mean, like, ways. Like, and Nick's right. It's just the Bucks and they're not going to win the champions. It's like, like they created what? the titles just for these three guys. Honestly, I mean, honestly, that's why they have the belt. So they gave them something to do. That's part you know, of they got to be relevant Everybody, somehow. Everybody's a champion, right? Or just they got to have the. A couple EVPs be champs. We got They got to be on TV somehow because we're the EVPs. Give them some titles that, that the AEW does not need. Now, see, if I'm booking this, you're pulling this whole story about Kenny Omega being still being not being 100 percent, still not being there, still not being there. And how do they make who, the finals? Who better? Well, <laughs> he's not alone, first of all. And who better to expose him than the guy that took the title from him? Yeah, but he's a babyface. I, I well, oh, no, that's a heelish move. No, if he's right. in the finals. Of the trios against Omega, yeah, the, who that's how you call to, him. Yeah, yeah, who better to over be able to beat Omega, especially when he's not at one hundred percent, than Hangman? That's I don't know. Point. He's a coward. He wouldn't come out when Sam Punk called him out. He's a coward. Did you see the clip from the being the elite though? That was excellent. I did not. I don't watch the that, guy. The guy was just like <laughs> guy opens the guy opens the door and he's like, "Hangman, CM Punk is calling you out. You want to do something about?" It? And they're like doing this whole training thing for their match, and Hangman's like, "No, get out of here. We're training right now. Leave us alone." <laughs> it was very funny. All right, so I'm just going the elite. Nick convinced me with the most blunt answer of all time. Sweet, sweet. It's yeah. probably true. I try to go different with the Dark Order, but we know full well what's going to happen here. Yeah, I know. Feels like we're going towards that. Um, all right, so th- the weird buildup to this, uh, two wrestlers that, look, WWE, fame, but you know, just overall great wrestlers and always interesting to watch these two, but it's been an odd one. To build up John Moxley, the AEW champion, going up against CM Punk. Uh, Vaughn, what in the heck happens here? Um, I guess that, you know, look, the weird way they built this up, maybe it does bring the entry of like what is actually happening and what does happen. Uh, but right. is, is it as intriguing to you or do you kind of see kind of the it, writing on the wall here? It's very intriguing and you really can't rule anything out. Yeah. But here's where I would personally would would like to see, I guess. Uh, I don't know if this is even like a firm prediction. This is just me f- booking it out in my head. It'd be CM Punk winning back the title, which is, would be an odd decision. Uh, what, a couple weeks after losing it. Um, so he wins it back. And, of course, he maybe he cheats to win. Maybe he turns full-fledged heel or something like that in Chicago. I don't know if that's even possible in Chicago. So maybe you can rule that out. Um, but MJF had to come back at some point, right? Like there has to be something here. So if mm. Punk wins and then we do something with MJF to spin it forward, then AEW has a successful angle. I don't know how you have Mox. What do you go with if Moxley keeps the title? I have no direction after that. But if I, if Punk gets the title and we they can somehow get MJF back, that's your direction. That's, so that's, and that's a go. damn good direction to go in with the the title at the forefront of it, and almost does it does it build like the same same kind of um, 
parallel to CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank of like MJF could leave and he could be the champion with it and like MJF doing it all those years later to CM Punk is that is that where we're building to it, Nick? It, it could be there could be some parallels there on nice. how you get there but hey let's 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 get wild this has already been the, wild yeah so let's why get not? wild Nick are we getting wild here uh yes but <laughs> I'm gonna go John Moxley just because uh I mean like it makes no sense for Punk to win, but if they do the MJF thing, like I, they're kind of like hot shot booking here a little bit, which is very unusual for AEW. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's kind of a crazy time, so I wouldn't be surprised if Punk wins it back. I'm just gonna say Moxley because like his promos have been on point lately, and I'm like, man, they could really, really like for real hitch their wagon to this guy, um, and, like for the foreseeable future as champion, but. I uh, don't know if they'll do that, but I'm just going to go Moxley um, just because. I, I've, it's a probably a stupid choice to go against CM Punk in Chicago, but I'm going to do it. Jason? You know how you turn CM Punk heel in Chicago? You bring back MJF and align them. Have MJF cost Moxley ah. the title. CM Punk, MJF working together. Whoa, whoa, Eventually, whoa. MJF can turn. That's not going to turn him heel in Chicago. Whoa, whoa. That's gonna, he's going to help CM Punk in Chicago. He said wild, but oh my god! Right, he's going to help CM Punk in Chicago. Then MJF is second biggest baby face in Chicago now. It just well, just in Chicago. But it, as soon as they go to the next city, I feel like they get booed. Unless he, unless he also takes the mic and runs down Chicago, and CM Punk doesn't stop him after that, which wouldn't make sense after that big promo. On, on Wednesday, where he was in the crowd talking about how he's the blood of Chicago or whatever, but I feel like those two, if, if, if Tony Khan, I mean, obviously he's he, he's 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 so high on his own supply, for lack of a better term, that he would say this about anything. He's saying that by the end of All Out, we're going to have like the top roster at all of wrestling, and and all everybody's going to be shocked and all this stuff. And the only way I see that being true is if you bring MJF back and somehow he and Punk are aligned. Um, so I don't know what that constitutes. I watched one thing where they said that MJF would come out in a Green Bay uniform and still align with CM Punk. I thought that was hysterical. Uh, but I think Punk ultimately does win the title back in Chicago. It's the after that part or the how it happens part that I'm not quite sure about. I I still okay. Those were a lot of crazy ideas, and I like all of them. I have no idea where this is going to go. I would say the interesting to in order to continue something and to at least feel like there is something on the horizon to look forward to. I think CM Punk would need to win the title back, and MJF would have to come out. Like that would be if AEW wants to get back on track, which I. Look, I'm not saying it's completely falling apart, you know, and, and every time it just sucks for AEW because every time they do stumble a little bit, it's always like, oh, see, look, it's never going to work. We told you about AEW. It's like, all right, well, every every company, no matter what wrestling show, always stumbles a little bit. It's fine. It's going to happen. But I, I feel like in order to get back on track and to get things like, you know, going again in the positive direction. I feel like ending a show like that with CM Punk winning, with MJF coming out, and we start that bleep storm again, I'm all for it. Like that that would have me going, oh damn, they're going through with it. And now I'm looking forward to whatever happens after. So I feel like they need something like that. So I am I'm going to align myself with Vaughn Johnson on this one. Uh, so I am taking CM Punk. 
to win the AEW World Championship. When it comes to wrestling talk, I would only take three with me. They need to start. Is there a quadruple um, champions belt? We have trios, but do we have the quad Quads? belts? Yeah, is know. that a thing? Has anyone ever so. done that? Could we be the first it's quad just champions? The first one. It's just way too many belts already. We don't need no more title belts in the world. Really? AEW's got them all. I love title belts. Every we'll match should have. Some. Every match should be a title match for. We'll some still three from AEW and one from WWE. Yeah. See, there you go. Um, all right. So, Jason Finelli, thank you for joining us. You can follow Jason at Big Man Finelli. Also, check out his podcast, Cheese Steaks and Controllers, which uh, the new episode that is out is a damn good one. So, go check it out. Thanks to Nick Bacone for joining us as well. Not only Shooters Radio, but check out his Twitter account at underscore Bacone for all great Philly stuff. Uh, it is always fun to see Nick putting hey. together the uh, and uh, for union stuff too. And wait, what? Merrill Reese is back soon. Oh yeah, why is that? Uh, is that do you uh, do you clip those as well? I do. Ooh, nice. I'm and obviously the home of the Philadelphia Union on the Gambler and Dave Leno. Yeah, Nick, you did a great job with those. I was really, I was really happy to see that. So um, yeah. that was good. So uh, follow him at underscore Picone and also his co-host on Shooters Radio. That is Vaughn Johnson. You can follow him on Twitter. That's a really simple one at Vaughn M Johnson on Twitter as well. So that is it for the Wrestling Roundtable. You can find it at foxpeachogambler.com and always uh, go over there to uh, get college football stuff, get every sports betting need you can, and also some wrestling talk from time to time. That is the Wrestling Roundtable. We'll be back next time right here on The Gambler.